Welcome to the Kalos Church Podcast. We're so honored that you're joining us today. The word Kalos is a poorly pronounced Greek word that means beautiful. And we believe here at Kalos that the words and the ways of Jesus are very beautiful. That's why each week we're bringing content to make known that beauty. So let's go ahead and jump right in to this last Sunday's sermon. Well, good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas again, just for fun. Can we all say Merry Christmas together? One, two, three. Merry Christmas. I like the enthusiasm, Monica. Thank you so much. So my name is Pradeep, and this is Amritha. We're the pastors here at Kalos Church, and we are so excited to celebrate Christmas. I love the international gospel shared in different languages. Can we give them another round of applause? That was so Good. So good. So good. Yes, we're so excited. So Pastor Pradeep and I, we love to give gifts. Okay, so we wanted to give a gift this morning here in this service. We have this, I mean, this is really extravagant. This is like a hot chocolate, like kitchen things. It's just so pretty and it's really cute. There's literally a little frying pan. How cute is that? Like, this is so, so sweet. So we want to give this away uh, to a family here in our church that really have been family for several years as we started Kalos Church. We love them so much. We haven't seen them in a little while. So we would love to bless our friends Jay and Helen Hansen with this beautiful gift. Jay, would you run up here real quick and grab this gift? Give him another round of applause. This is a beautiful family. Woo! All right. Jay and Helen, thank you guys for being here. Merry Christmas to you guys. Please have a fun time with that gift. Woo! Wow, I did not know they were here. I mean, come so, on. So, a Christmas miracle. It's so fun to have you guys here. Woo! I love that. Well, uh, wow, that is a, that's a lot to handle. Well, I, I'm excited to open up the Word of God, the Scripture, and did you know that the Christmas story comes from the Bible, and we believe that we can build something beautiful when we look at the Scriptures and talk about it and talk about the original Christmas story, and we want to look at a unique angle of God becoming a baby, baby Jesus on a plan to save all of humanity, and we want to point out a specific detail in the scripture today, and I want you to notice the theme of blankets in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 10. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. So here's the sign to recognize the Savior of the world. You will find a baby wrapped snugly, everybody say snugly, you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. So in the Christmas story, the original Christmas story, we see that God becomes human. He's fully God, fully man, and he comes to this earth as a baby wrapped snugly in cloths. Basically, a blanket. We have said blanket here this morning. And we would actually like to also give away this blanket. This is a very soft and beautiful blanket. So, But it comes at a price. Us? It comes at a price. So we're needing someone to help us demonstrate the power of a blanket this morning. Has anybody 
ever wanted a red blanket? This is your chance to get one. So can I get one volunteer up here? Come on up. It's okay. Are you coming? Yes. Oh. We need a volunteer. We have JC over here. JC, come JC, on. JC, come on up. Give it up for JC. All right. So the power of the blanket is found in Christmas. And we're going to need you to demonstrate this. So could you, could you open up this blanket? You can just tear that open. There we go. Good job. JC, well done. Just, just throw that on the floor. It's okay. Yep, we got it. That. And so we got a blanket. Yep, cardboard. And so we have this red blanket. And why, why don't you wrap it on yourself? Okay, wow. Wow. JC, how does that feel? How does that blanket feel? Feels snug. Wow. It's amazing. It, what kind of emotions are evoking for you right now as you have Joy, this? Joy, comfort. Joy, comfort. comfort. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Safety. Safety. Warmth. Ooh, warmth. <laughs> Great adjectives. Great words. Love it. Those are perfect. Yes, and so literally perfect. Blankets are something that we love. They bring us joy, comfort. And uh, some of us, we even like to wear blankets when it's really hot outside. Anybody with me? It's like, why are we doing that? Can you, can you put this picture up? Like, maybe this is you. When you're hot, but you can't sleep without a blanket. Who, who is this? Just raise your hand. You got fans all over the place. And, you know, even with our kids, our, our daughter, she always wants her blanket. If she doesn't have it, she cries. And she asks for her yaya because she can't quite say blanket or refuses to say blanket. She wants her yaya. And so the adjectives you use, joy, comfort, warmth, safety, peace, you feel better looking, you feel stronger. No, <laughs> I think those are very appropriate, and you can keep that blanket. Thank you for being our model. Let's give it up for JC, please. You can have your seat again. You know, blankets bring us comfort. They bring us comfort, and we love them. Listen, I don't just wrap a blanket around me when I'm cold. Sometimes I wrap a blanket around me when I'm sad, when I'm exhausted, when I'm tired. How many of you are like that? Like, you just need to sit on the couch with a friend or your spouse. You just wrap up in a blanket because blankets do something for us. Do you know that it has been scientifically proven that blankets actually help regulate our mood? Any moody people in the house? Okay. Um, and so what happens with blankets is we wrap them around us. And what happens when the blanket is touching our skin and it's putting a little pressure on us, it releases releases a hormone in our brain called serotonin. And serotonin, what it does is it regulates our mood. And so blankets just literally bring us, like JC said, comfort. It can bring us joy. How many of you have ever heard of or you own a weighted blanket? Anybody know of a weighted blanket? I'm about to tell you. This is going to blow your mind. Weighted blankets are heavy blankets, and they were actually created to give you a giant hug. Okay, so you're laying in bed and you have, my son has two weighted blankets. And what happens is that pressure from that blanket is on and it begins to regulate our nervous system. It begins to bring down our anxiety. So if you're here this morning and you struggle with anxiety, get a weighted blanket because it may help you be able to calm down, to feel reassured. JC said the word safety. Weighted blankets make us feel safe. We all want to be comforted. We all enjoy, and we all have the opportunity to be comforted by God. 
Amen. So blankets communicate everything is going to be okay. And as we look at this Christmas story, isn't it interesting that the scripture says that this will be a sign that you will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloths? Like blankets are critical to the Christmas story. So we thought this morning we could look at what does this communicate for us in our real lives, not just this biblical story thousands of years ago, but what does it mean for us today, especially the sign, the symbol of a blanket? And the first thing we want to communicate this morning is this. It is okay to be sad. Jesus needed to be comforted, and so do you. This Christmas story shows Jesus, God, creator of all of existence, and yet he needed a blankie. You know, our, our daughter, she is two and a half years old. Her name is Nalavali. We call her Nala for short, like the Lion King. And she cries a lot. Terrible twos? No, I wouldn't say terrible. Like kind of sad, moody twos. <laughs> when she doesn't have her blanket, she cries. When she's hungry, she cries. When she's not hungry, she cries. When she wants mama, she cries. When I try to use the bathroom without her, she cries and pounds on the door and tells, I let her in. I'm like, give me some privacy. She's just crying. And uh, how many of you want to see a daughter of our video crying? All right, let's, let's watch this video. Oh, oh, no. You want mama to hold your hand? She does this cute thing where she peeks through her tears to make sure we're looking. Yep, we're looking, baby girl. We're watching. Oh, are you sad, Nala? It goes on for a little sad. bit. Sad. Nala, are you sad? Tell us. I'm so sad, Nala. Okay, baby. There she is. Oh, well, that killed the Christmas joy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, she gets sad and cries, and, you know, at school and in her family, we've been trying to teach her about emotions, how there's sadness and happiness, and sometimes we just want to cheer her up, like, hey, be happy, or don't be sad, everything's going to be okay, but uh, Amrita lately has just been teaching her, hey, Nala, it's okay to be sad, and so she just has a good cry, and she just lets it out, it's okay to be sad, and uh the other week, right, one of us was crying in the car. I think it was you. And uh, in the backseat, two and a half year old Nala goes, It's okay to be sad. We're like, Thank you. I really needed that. <laughs> we did. Yeah. You know, and we, I don't know if you're like us, but sometimes, especially during the holidays, we have to put on a Christmas smile and Christmas cheer, and we have to put on these white blazers and look incredibly good looking, right, before everybody. And we don't want people to know we struggle or we have problems or we have issues. We don't even want to acknowledge to ourselves that maybe we are dealing with some sadness. But come on, this last year has been crazy. From the pandemic to all the natural disasters to families being split apart to all of the tension with politics and racial issues. There's been a lot of stress from having holidays and conversations on Zoom calls. There's been some added stress to our lives. Can I get a good amen? We've experienced more sadness than normal. And we just want to say today, it is okay if you're not okay. And it is okay to be 
sad, even in church. Can you just look at someone next to you and say, it's okay to be sad? It's okay to be sad. And Jesus needed to be comforted, and, and so do we. It's okay to be sad. Think about this. This is God, and he needed a blanket. He needed warmth. Baby Jesus needed someone to, to feed him, needed someone to rock him, needed someone to give him attention and care and love and kindness. And if God needed that, how much more do we all need that? And so this Christmas season, it's okay to be sadness, sad, and it's okay to be comforted. And the good news of Christmas is that we can find comfort in this season. The good news of Christmas is that sadness isn't the final word in our lives. Amen, amen. The second thing we want to share with you today is this. Jesus wants to bring you comfort. Jesus wants to bring you comfort. Now, I know that sometimes blankets bring us comfort, um, but there are some other things that some of us use to bring comfort. How many of you have a comfort food out there? Um, yep, we have some. So I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, would you yell out your comfort food? Okay, you ready? You got one in your mind? One, two, three. I am instantly hungry right now. You all have a comfort food. We have a comfort food. You know what I heard? I think I heard somewhere in there someone say a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Listen, I'm not afraid. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not going to apologize in front of my husband who told the whole church that he doesn't like Chick-fil-A. But you know what? Chick-fil-A can be one of my comfort foods. Come on. You guys know. I mean, how, how are we going to listen to a guy whose comfort food is from Burger King? Hey! Okay. Who's with me? Burger King. We serve. <laughs> we serve the king, not a chick. Oh, man. Well, it's true. We have different comforts that we like to comfort ourselves with when we're sad, when we're anxious, when we're struggling. But I want to tell you this morning that comfort food, some of the different things that we use to bring comfort into our lives, they're pretty temporary. I know when I have comfort food, it lasts for maybe an hour, but then I still feel sad or I'm still going through whatever it is that I'm going through. But you know what lasts? You know what kind of comfort lasts and stays with you? It's the comfort of Jesus. And the reason why his comfort lasts, the reason why his comfort feels so different than anything else that brings you comfort is because Jesus' comfort comes from a powerful place. It comes from a place where he can completely identify with you. God sent his son in human flesh, God in human flesh, who can feel and has experienced everything that we have experienced. There's this fancy word, word called the doctrine of identification. All that means is that Jesus can identify with you. He can identify with your pain. He can identify with your grief. He can identify with your suffering because Jesus went through it. I think it's pretty awesome that God didn't just send a son to bring comfort, but he had no idea what it's like to need comfort. No. God sent his son who would also need to experience comfort and then give us comfort. The comfort Jesus received then points to the comfort he wants to give you now. Look what Jesus says. He talks a lot about needing comfort. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be, say it with me, comforted. Psalm 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. 
John 14, 18, I love this one. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. You know, the story of baby Jesus um, being comforted, it actually reminds me of the way that my story began and the way that God profoundly comforted me in one of my most vulnerable moments in life. I was born in the nation of India, and on the first day that I was born, just hours after having been born, I was abandoned and left at the doorstep of a missionary woman that was living uh, in India. And I, I mean, like she talks about, I was just brand new. I was still wet up from birth. I mean, I was just fresh baby. And I was left at her doorstep. And, and I think about how vulnerable and traumatic the start of my life really was. But you know what? God did not leave me comfortless. He did not leave me. I, did, I was not left out to die. I was not given somewhere to be taken advantage of. No, God made sure that I was left at the doorstep of a person that loves Jesus, that believes in the scriptures, that says God sets the lonely in families, and someone took me in and mothered me and took care of me and fed me and wrapped me in blankets and in clothes. This is what it means to be comforted. I felt so comforted. I can go back in my story over and over and over and see moments where Jesus' comfort was like no other comfort in my life. Amen? Jesus knows exactly what you've been through and what he's going through. And you know why I think he went to great lengths to make sure that I was comforted? Because he knew what it was like to be vulnerable, a baby, to need safety. Jesus knows exactly what it's like. So he, isn't he the best one to bring you the comfort that you need? Amen. Amen. And so we want to just challenge all of us to get comfortable with getting comfort. And it can be uncomfortable to receive help from someone else. It can be uncomfortable to to be vulnerable and dependent at times, to let our guards down. And I know we are taught that we have to tough things out. We have to take care of ourselves alone. We have to not be a burden on anybody else. But we need to, as a people, need to acknowledge the fact that our strength is not enough and we need God. We need a community. We need love. We need support. And there are times where Sometimes the idea of God or religion or the church or the faith that we hold on to is just kind of for show. You know, in our, in our house, we have comforters, which are fancy words for blankets. Anybody have a comforter in your house? And we have other blankets on our bed. We have something fancy called a duvet. Anybody know what a duvet is? This is something I learned about in marriage. And so the thing about your bed is you have these comforters and duvets and I, I want to snuggle in them, right? I want to go to bed and use them. But sometimes Amrita will say, well, no, the duvet, the comforter is, it's just for show. It's not for use. And the pillow shams. And the pillow shams. Yes. That's, that's not for, it's not for guests. No. And it's not for you. No. I'm like, who is it for? She goes, They're it's just, just, it's for, just pretty. for pretty. It's for pretty. It's just for show. And so who, Someone agreeing with her? Yes, thank you, Will. <laughs> and so I'm like, what, what in the world? And, and sometimes, honestly, when it comes with the comfort of God, when it, when it comes to the idea of God loving us and supporting us, it's just like for show in our lives. It's like we go to church and we enjoy the show, and we're like, oh, those other people, they, they really need that, and that's good for them. And it's just for, like, demonstration, and it's not for us personally. But this morning... 
We don't want to just celebrate Christmas. We want all of us to experience it. We don't want this morning to just be a show. We want it to be something that the Holy Spirit, God, can comfort us. He can wrap his arms around us. He, he can say, hey, it's okay to be sad, and I'm here for you, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to bless you, and I, I care for you, and you can cast your cares on me. We acknowledge the fact that many of us have gone through a lot. And this morning, we just want to challenge you. Would you allow God to love you? Would you allow God to comfort you? Would you allow God to give you a, a second chance? You know, and, and during these times of holidays, we're reminded of our origin stories because her adoption story really shaped the reason that we even wanted to be pastors. And, and for me, my family, they, they also came from another nation and immigrated to America as refugees. They were living in the midst of a war. They traveled to Minnesota in the wintertime and my family really needed comfort. They, they couldn't find it in their religion, the temple that they're used to worshiping in. It didn't exist in America. And the language they spoke, they couldn't use it to communicate. And their job experience and education. And in the midst of dealing with travel, the trauma of war, trying to find a new community, it got so bad that my family decided that they wanted to end their lives by jumping off a bridge together. They needed comfort. And maybe some of you are at a crossroads in your life where you're like, man, in my job, in my family, in my finances, in my health, I'm just at the end of my road. I don't see a future. It just seems like it should just be over. Why am I even living? Why am I even trying? Why am I even alive? And my, my family went through that, and they decided we just needed to end this all. And they're sitting in downtown Minneapolis, and a pastor saw my family and said, what's going on? And my dad shared their experience and their plan. He said, you know what? I want to bring you comfort. Why don't you come into my house with my, my family, our three boys in our small trailer home? And my family could have been like, no, we'll take care of this ourselves. We don't need that. We're, we're better than this. But they let their guards down and they said, we will receive your comfort. And they went into that, that home and they went from wanting to end their lives to starting a new life. And that's where they got pregnant with me. And they had optimism for the future because they experienced the love of God. They experienced the love of hospitality. They experienced the love of the church. And our prayer this morning is that you would receive that kind of comfort. I'm so thankful for Jesus. I'm so thankful for this message of hope. And just like baby Jesus was wrapped in a blanket, would you allow God to wrap you in the blanket of his love this morning? Would you admit to yourself, hey, I'm dealing with a little bit of sadness. I'm dealing with a little bit of pain, and I sure could use the comfort of God. If that's you, we would just love to pray for you. Amen. Well, I just want to pray a prayer of comfort over you this morning. So let's all pray together. Father, thank you so much for sending your son and showing us that you are the great, great comforter. So, Father, I just lift up anybody in this room this morning who needs comfort, who might be in pain, who may be suffering, who may be without a loved one for the first time this Christmas season. Lord, I'm asking that you would bring great comfort, the kind of comfort that lasts, that feels like being wrapped up in a blanket for our soul and for our heart. So we thank you. I just pray a prayer of comfort and blessing 
over every single person in this room right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us for the Kalos Church Podcast. Hey, if you feel comfortable, we would love to see you and meet you in person. We meet at 945 and 1130 every Sunday at the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Bellevue. If you want to join us, head to www.kalos.church. You can get all the information you need and sign up so we can make sure there's a safe place for you to come and experience the beauty of Jesus with you. We'll see you next time. Yeah.